and welcome to a very special edition of From the Red Room. Today, we're very excited to speak with my mother. My sweet mom is here, and um, she's going to answer some questions for us and tell us a little story. <laughs> What's so funny? Well, we got. We also have an audience. Both Natalie and Michaela are here uh, because they wanted to hear the tale. Um, mom. Yes, son. Wouldn't you? <laughs> why don't you give that really nice intro again about your your sweet son and your your here and <laughs> and all the stuff there? And and it's another special day because it's also uh, my mom's husband, our dad's birthday today. Yes, it's June fourth. And he was born June 4th, 1948. He would have been 69 today. So we're here with my sweet son and my two little daughters. And then we're recording this interesting story. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <coughs> yeah, it is, it is fun. And I'm really glad. So, Mom, tell me... Uh, how I came to be in your lives? Well, your dad and I were married, and when were you guys married? In on August fourteenth, nineteen seventy-one, and we, of course, wanted children, lots of children. We both did. He had just gotten home from Vietnam, and he had written me while he was in Vietnam talking about his babies and our babies and so he we did both want children but it didn't happen it didn't happen and we were married about four years and we started thinking of of adopting and so we hadn't gotten real serious about it we didn't really know how to go about it and one of my friends father was a doctor in Gallup, New Mexico, and <coughs> I had heard previously that sometimes doctors, you know, will have a baby, deliver a baby, and, and the parents want to put the baby up for adoption, and I had heard that that had happened previously. I don't know if it had happened to any of my friends. And this is in the 1970s. I think adopting was probably a lot less regulated yeah. than it oh, is now. Absolutely. Um, yes. It, they, it was, in fact... Did you guys have to take tests or get approved? Like, no. You are good people like they do now. No. And uh, so what happened is I met Charlotte was my friend and her dad was a doctor in Gallup and I met him one time and I just happened to mention to him I said do you ever have that happen where you have a baby that the parents want to put up for adoption I said if it ever does <laughs> if you ever have keep, a spare keep me in mind and I'll be darned if we didn't he called Charlotte one day and he said I have this little baby gonna be born and he he is or I don't think they knew at that time that it was a boy, or whether you were a boy or a girl. I don't think they did that so much. When my hair then. was long, I think Dad still didn't <laughs> know whether I was a boy or a girl. Well, and the interesting thing was, he said to me when I talked to him, I I guess Charlotte can. It's been so long, I can't really remember exactly, but I I think I spoke to him, or Charlotte may have told me. Charlotte may have told me that her dad said it would probably be a toe-headed baby 
which I hadn't I hadn't uh, pictured having because I was my husband was part uh, Hispanic I guess his his dad was from uh, a long line of Spaniards and you know people from Mexico and he had dark curly hair and so I pictured my babies to all have dark curly hair and so anyway when he said toe-headed I expect kind of a little blonde and that was okay and so my <laughs> I was teaching school in Concho and daddy was working in the construction business and so he had already left um, the the school where he was teaching you guys were both teaching in Concho or where was he teaching when when he uh, oh, that was up in Kayenta. Yes, okay. we had moved to St. John's, and he was at that time working construction. Already started the construction and company. And I was teaching school. And so we got the call that you were born and that we could come and get you, and that we <laughs> would meet at Charlotte's dad's house, and he lived near the hospital in Gallup. And so I assumed that he was going to take us to the hospital and pick you up. So we went to Charlotte's dad's house and we were waiting there and the door opened and here he came in with you in his arms. Huh. And he put you in my arms and I looked down at you and you were exactly the baby that I had always pictured. This little dark skin with little kind of bald hair but little curls on the bottom you know of your hair kind of no hair on top but little tiny dark early mullet on <laughs> yeah. on the bottom <laughs> and the most beautiful baby i'd ever seen i just couldn't believe it. it was just instant that that was our baby and i i knew then i thought toehead had never again crossed my mind because i thought yeah i didn't believe ever believe that you know because this was my baby <laughs> <laughs> And I said, and he's, I said, well, don't we have to sign anything? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to take this baby. He said, yeah, you're just going to take the baby. And then he said, oh, I know Judge Greer. And Judge Greer was the judge in St. John's for uh -huh. the Apache County judicial system. And he knew the judge in Gallup, New Mexico. And they just called each other and arranged wow. it with their secretaries. And Judge Greer sent his secretary over to our house to to look at you and look at me and look at our home. And we sat and had a Coke and played with you. And that <laughs> was it. That was our interview. <laughs> <laughs> and we paid, I think, $800 for hospital bills, wow. for the, the girls' hospital bills. And, of course, everything, the records were all sealed. And, and then um, years later, I decided to find out I th did you knew about this right when I I don't know let's find out I I uh, petitioned the court to unseal the records in St. John's I guess and I got a letter it, pro it came through the Arizona court system uh -huh. and the girl's name was Jane Smith and which is a very generic yeah. name, you know, and it was notarized. And so there was no, you know, I think it was all fabricated and they just did not want. And what I had heard is that the grandparents were ramrodding that whole thing and the girl was probably unmarried and 
and ta- doing what her parents wanted her to do. Yeah. And they did not want a trail or any anything like that. Huh. And so that's all I know. Well, I mean, notarized with with what sounds like a fake name. Like, wh- where do you go so with that after so that the, anyway? Well, the notary, if the notary were still alive, which could be a lead, then they could probably be forced into court to yeah. swear that they had proof of that name. Yeah. That's what they have to do, isn't it? I, I don't know. Or entirely possible. I mean, there's there's a Jane Smith out there. That could actually be a it, real name. It, it could. could. It that could sounds like be. someone who might have blonde hair if they thought but, I, might, I might be born with blonde but hair. This is the this is the interesting little thing too. Charlotte, my friend Charlotte's sister, worked in the doctor's office with her dad. And her dad has since died. He died quite shortly after you were born, I think. He, that and, sounds suspicious. And, and well, he was an alcoholic, I believe, and I think he died. And that's anyway. So when he died, his practice was dissolved, and I don't know where his records went. But his sister, or Charlotte's sister, her sister, I believe, knows who oh, the really? girl is and who the grandparents were. And she won't say. One time I called Charlotte and I said, wouldn't you, now that Mitchell's grown, you know, an adult, wouldn't you ask your sister if he could have the name so that he could get records, medical records or anything like that, should he ever need it? She said, I'll ask and get back to you. It wasn't five minutes until she had asked her sister had made a call or at least had told her i called them i called the grandparents they said no and that's it well they said no when you say grandparents you don't mean the my my biological your biological grandparents grandparents. so her parents so i don't know that charlotte's sister knows the girl herself or knows the grandparents yeah now charlotte's sister is married to a hispanic boy from gallup and i believe that you probably have some hispanic blood in you yeah i got enough like facial hair that kind of like lends out those those boys on the res don't have like the right <laughs> right going on right there as much and, <laughs> and if she did indeed make a phone call in that short of amount of time she knew the per- people personally yeah. and knew the phone number yeah and so i tend to believe and i have no idea if this has any logical merit but i tend to believe that it might even be someone related to her husband huh. in some way i don't know that well for that sure. would make kind of sense with everyone being so in the know and knowing and that there's this baby so coming and why yeah. of of the secret and everything but yeah. but by now and so i think i was let's see i was around 20 what you were born in 76 so i was 26 when you were born and i believe this girl was young a minor at the Uh time so at one time from someone i heard 15 Uh but i don't know so she you know someone who the 
his biological mother. Who did you hear? Why did you hear? Oh, from? I don't know. See, I it could have been from Charlotte or her sister told Charlotte or, you know, I just don't know. It, uh -huh. It's really not, I don't have any proof of that or anything, but. Protect the secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Well, and at one time I thought, well, if I knew the dates, you know, I know the date you were born and I could figure back the dates, we could go to, to Gallup and go to the high school and look at the photos in the You're like a, like a detective, detective I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could also get the notary's Whoa. name off of the piece of paper that I have, and it's in the four-drawer four wooden file cabinet at home. I'll have to find it and... And make threatening phone calls? Give it to you. <laughs> no, Jack but Ballard, you could... Yeah. <laughs> Just you call could up with a voice change, like, we know what you did. <laughs> we know what you did. <laughs> <laughs> we could look him up. Uh, surely and just see if he's still alive and mm -hmm. and you could I asked the court or someone I can't remember it seems like I had to get a I think they assigned me some sort of a fiduciary or something you know at the time to to help me to do that whole process huh. of asking for and receiving those opened court records and I asked at that time so if you found the notary alive, could you bring them into court with this, you know, just to, to yeah. challenge whether he had proof of that name? And they said yes. So that was my only lead. And then I, I think I asked you, do you want to know? Do you want to pursue this? And you said, no, why would I? Is this no. when I was still in high school? Is this when you? No, I think you were early 20s, in okay. your 20s. So you know you didn't really seem to have a desire to push it any further and i kind of dropped it i guess what so. what made you even start looking was it was it the health thoughts i mean was it it was absolutely the health thoughts because i had always asked you and left it up to you and told you mm -hmm. if you wanted to i would help you and you didn't you were always quite adamant that you didn't mm -hmm. and so but i thought you should i thought you should have that information you know I think everyone should yeah and and I I was certainly when you were little I was afraid of it I didn't want anything to do with you know we were told when we brought you home that we had six weeks or was it six months I can't remember that she had that long to come back and change her mind. And Daddy and I lived in fear. We had a plan. <laughs> we were going to Canada. We were <laughs> we were running. If if someone tried to come and get our baby, you know, it wasn't gonna happen. And so as the years went by, you know, we always told you, we were always upfront with you about it and and I really always felt that you were my baby, that I just, you know, truly and that was what I told you that I couldn't for whatever reason get pregnant at the time and that was the way the I wanted you now I was impatient <laughs> and that was the way the Lord got you here do you remember when you started because I have no recollection at all zero of not ever knowing I mean I don't remember ever it ever being an issue and like I said I've never really it's never been an, a 
concerned. No. Mind, do you, do you remember no. how, or you just like raised me telling me like the I story of like you would tell the story of like someone yes. else's like. Yeah, mom's birth, tummy like. didn't work, and and this is how Heavenly Father got you down to us. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the healthiest way to do it. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that that's the way we did it. Well, I'm. <laughs> I turned out all right. <laughs> I don't feel unbalanced. You never, <laughs> most days. You never were, ever brought up any concerns about it. Anything. One time, the only thing I remember you doing, and it had nothing to do with being adopted, but we have a neighbor, the Fishes, of course, that got a divorce, and they have a boy that's right in between you and Lincoln. I believe he might be. I think he just Matt. Tunk? Tunk. No, he's he's older than me. Oh, he's older than you. Yeah, he's oh. the grade above me. Oh, okay. So he was a grade above you. About the you. same age, but yeah. And he was little when his parents got divorced. And I don't know, you must have talked about it when you were playing. And one time, just out of the blue, you came home and you said, Mom, are you and Dad getting a divorce? And I said, what? Where did that come from? I, I was just baffled. And I said, no, son. Well, Tunk? You know, or Matthew, or whatever his his parents are are divorced, and uh, so then we had to have the talk about oh, <laughs> no, not all parents do the same things, and, but huh. that's the only I've never had you even bring up the adoption thing. Was so it was it challenging in other ways to have an adopted kid who was brown? No, in <laughs> fact, <laughs> I well, mean, well, I mean, like, well, the the interesting thing is. Truthfully, I yeah. never saw it. Well, I uh, mean, like with your family uh, or anything, because no, I feel like Grandpa no. Proctor. Only later in my life do I feel like he he didn't didn't Grandpa, wasn't okay with it. Grandpa Proctor never was okay with it. He, That's so weird. He, I didn't. We know. told Grandpa Proctor that we were thinking about adopting. He says, "No, don't do that," and tried to discourage it. But my family, just the opposite, and it was not. Um, Didn't you get people asking you which child was yours? Well, I was going to say that when I, in my eyes, I never saw, a, you know, because we had Lincoln three, not quite three years after you were born, mm-hmm. did I have, I had Lincoln, and he was blonde. And so we had you and Lincoln always together, and people would always ask me, so which one is yours and uh, I would remember thinking I I can probably even picture my forehead you know wrinkling up and thinking what what did you just ask me you know they're both mine and so then it would make me think well why would you think they're not both mine it never crossed my mind Uh, but But that's that what's weird to me about that is like if they have to ask which one is yours and there's a, a little brown baby, and there's a little white well, baby. But, like there, but, da- but daddy, dad was there. Daddy yeah, so was there, and and so they re- they were probably confused. You know, <laughs> I should have told them they're twins. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they're twins. One. What are you talking about, Milano <laughs> style? We got one is brown, one is white. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So oh, no, okay. it wasn't. Um, it was never something that ever crossed my mind. But I guess other people. Because the, my first indication that there was any, anything like that on like with, from Grandpa was when was right after uh, Dad, and he said, I, "I want you to know that like the other kids, 
you'll get a, a share or something like that. And I was, I just was kind of confused. I was like, what? And someone had to explain to me that he, that he had those feelings, like that you know, I wasn't I think a legitimate part of the family kind of thing. Well, that he had, he had softened. What's interesting though with grandpa, I must say, is he did have those feelings and I don't know where they came from, if they're deep seated somehow. Is it a Catholic thing? I, I don't know. Because I, I don't know, I, I don't know much about the I really don't know, but he never treated you as a little child any different. I he didn't feel any different. That's you. why it was a surprise. He played with you, he loved on you, you know, he would always lay on the on the floor in his house and you guys yeah. would lay by him and yeah. yeah. So none of that ever uh manifested in any way in his treatment toward you but uh -huh. i know that when we were talking about adopting he tried really hard to discourage it yeah and i he don't know why he never really <laughs> explained it too yeah. well and so i'm not sure why it's he felt that way proctor genes <laughs> yeah but i i don't think he truly felt yeah. any uh. different so you guys got got me home. You have like this window where I I might get scooped up and taken away. <laughs> you've got the you got happen. the you got the can you got the Canada plan in place. <laughs> we'll call it Mission Maple Leaf. Was ready to get in enacted. Were there any further like checkups, paperworks, things like that? I'm just trying to get an idea. Like the 70s other versus than nowadays. Like you other have to than, um, walk on water. Uh, yes, other than the the judge's secretary coming uh -huh. over that one time she did her home visit they probably wrote it all up in a nice little package and we paid the money and that was it, it so was you done. paid the, the money to her for the girls we paid doctor it bills to the judge and then i s assume he gave it to the courts in new mexico so and they weren't like court fees they were actual like were they were medical well like i fees was or told something? that they were medical bills I don't remember that we had court fees. There might have been a $40 like court fee or something, nothing big. No, it was Could wasn't. you get a refund if you didn't like me? Could <laughs> <No>. you? <laughs> Believe me, that wasn't happening. We loved you the instant we saw you. And Daddy doted on you like you wouldn't believe. And he didn't like babies. He, <laughs> he really didn't. He thought all I babies were ugly. And <laughs> he didn't like them until they could talk and play and, you know, that sort of thing. Slugs. And, it, and in fact, when Lincoln was born, that's how he treated Lincoln. And I was so worried. I thought, I, I even asked him one time, I said, why why don't you ever pick up the baby? And he said, well, I just, I have my boy here. I play with my boy here. And, you know, kind of, it wasn't, it was weird. But he played with you from day one. I mean, it was, he held you, he, you know, it. I don't think he ever changed diapers. He tried. <laughs> he tried. He tried. Well, there once. has to be a line. He tried once with you, and we were on a trip to the valley, and we were in the car. And I was doing something, and I said, "Honey, you have to change his diaper. You just have to." And he tried, and he gagged, and he was about to vomit. So <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard I could hardly help, but he, he really did. He, he gave it a shot. Huh? <laughs> he gave it a shot, and then that was it. <laughs> and then none of the other kids either. He was just he always like, change no, a poopy no diaper. poopy diapers. Until Michaela came along. And then I was, 
you know, you were 18 when she was born, and so that was quite a span of time. Yeah. He had to, but I went, I was working full-time as a teacher, and he would work when he wanted to in construction, and he really was home with her. He must have changed a poopy diaper. I don't remember him ever saying that he left you in poopy diapers <laughs> and your bottom wasn't red, so <laughs> I... Here, yeah, yeah, that's right. Biobomb. But if... <laughs> You know, I, I mean, he would change your number one diapers all the time, but I don't remember, you know, he wouldn't on Cruise and this is and not Nash. a squeamish man. No, <laughs> no. And his two little grandsons, right before he died, he was tending them, and the little one that was two or one or something, he he had a poopy diaper and daddy wouldn't change it he he pulled it off threw it in the garbage took nash out on the <laughs> lawn and hosed him off with the, with the hose so i'm telling you he, i i would be surprised if he changed your poopy diapers either michaela <laughs> or it could have been the hose oh my goodness he really didn't think he had enough love to feel the same about another child as he felt about you, but what he didn't realize is your your heart just gets bigger, and you yeah. you do you just get more and more love because you don't love one more than another. You just get more love, and I think he wasn't willing to even give that a shot with Lincoln, <laughs> whereas we had wanted you for a long time, and and I I don't know it was odd, but. Well, uh, my my I, my heart has finite room. I only love these people. Okay. Oops, I understand. But, uh, well, that's a good story. Yes, it's a it's a marvelous story. And Daddy, you and Daddy have always had a good relationship. He always, I don't think <coughs> his dad was the kind of man who told him that he loved him, but Daddy really made a point to tell you kids that he loved you and he told us all the time and that was important for him to to know to to let you know so on his birthday that's a little message from him <laughs> he loves you <laughs> it always meant a lot to me yeah he just would tell me that he was proud of me or he was glad that he'd ask if i was happy well, I, re I want you to know that you were a really tiny baby. and <laughs> I want you to know that you're short now and you were a tiny baby no, also. No, no, <laughs> no, and I took you to Dr. Fukuchi. That was our pediatrician in, in Sholo at the time. And your first visit, he said, how premature was this baby? And I you said... Know, I was going to ask you that last night when you guys were talking about... I uh, said, I... I don't know if he was premature. I we adopted him, and this is his first doctor appointment. And he said, "No, he was premature." Really? But he said, "I can tell by this or this or this." And the other thing is, he looked at your back, and you had black and blue marks on your back. And I said, He's like, I, "Why are you beating this I, baby?" <laughs> I said, "I promise, I didn't do that." And he said, "No, I I recognize uh, most Navajo children." Uh, or Nate, I don't know if he said Navajo or Native American children, babies have that that same uh. those same little black and blue marks, and so that makes me think that you have that blood in you <coughs> as well. You oh, know, I just and I don't know why. And I I had a friend once, 
uh, remember Brian, little Brian that mother tended and the little Navajo boy that yes. that we all loved and and uh, he had those marks as well. And so it's interesting, you know, I don't know, I don't remember Dr. Fukuchi explaining to me what they were or anything, but he wasn't the least bit accusatory or, you wasn't know, concerned though in this day and age, it might have been, you know, I probably would have, CPS probably would have been called and I would have been in jail for beating my baby, you know, <laughs> or something, I don't know. <laughs> huh. But, so those were, but you were so tiny, back then, they had a disposable diaper, but they only had one size. They didn't have all the preemie sizes and the one, two, three like they do now, but they had one little kind of um, rectangular shaped diaper, you know, and it wouldn't even, it just swallowed you. It, it wouldn't go around you. You were a little, you were just right at five pounds. And so uh, I cut cloth diapers down really little to fit you and so you wore cloth diapers until you could fit into the bigger wow. disposable diaper one size all, one <laughs> size fit all <laughs> disposable diaper but uh, you were very very tiny when Lincoln was born and he was almost 10 pounds oh I thought I had delivered <laughs> <laughs> giant <laughs> I I you know coming from you you were so like babies are tiny tiny <laughs> and you were my first so it didn't seem you didn't seem you know really tiny to me I just thought all babies were tiny and my mother helped me a lot and so it was really fun and you you were you also though had um an out I guess a little bit of an allergy to milk to the formula that I was feeding you and which is odd because you love milk so I was gonna say yeah. that. I'm making <laughs> up for it now but <laughs> I put so the doctor suggested I try soy formula uh -huh. and it oh it smelled so bad that soy formula and you just drank that down like crazy and so you started on soy <laughs> formula maybe that's what gave your body a time to I think because you were so tiny maybe the milk was the cow's milk or the formula I don't know no because it was formula it wasn't cow's milk so I don't know, but you started off on soy formula, and huh. then when you went off the bottle, oh, and you had a pacifier that you loved, and I don't know, it was an odd style, I guess. One time we w made a trip to the valley, and we lost it, and we went to every store that we could, f you know, find in a, any mile radius <laughs> down there, because you were crying for it, and couldn't find it, and... You just cried it out, and I guess that was how <laughs> you, we broke you That's from the it. pacifier. <laughs> but Shake it off. As you grew, your hair stayed real thin on top, but those curls just got bigger and bigger along around the bottom of your head, and I did not ever want to cut those curls. <laughs> oh, they were the cutest little curls. And you were—you had such a personality. I've never seen a baby with such personality. You just had us laughing all the time at your cute little personality and wit. You know, you just had a <laughs> wit. And as you got where you could talk, oh my goodness, we were just amazed at 
your vocabulary and just everything you could I didn't get any housework ever done because you and I would just lay around and giggle and <laughs> read stories and play and that sounds fun. And then Lincoln <laughs> came along and it all stopped. But <laughs> I was helpful with Lincoln. But you um, here's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. That was a, that was a true story. You you were very helpful and and Lincoln was in. Did you? Sh I think you shared it. I think I you were in a little bed. I took you out of the crib, put you in a little bed, and put him in the crib. I don't know how you got him out of the crib, but one day here you came <laughs> with him by his legs <laughs> and said, "Here's the baby, mom." <laughs> I said, "Oh, thank you, son, but we don't hold the baby by his legs. We don't carry the baby like that." <laughs> oh, that's. Funny. And then you. And he's held it against me ever since. <laughs> You loved uh, superheroes even then. You, I had someone make a little cape that was one side was Superman and one side was Batman. And you would stand up on our hearth that was raised, a raised hearth by our fireplace, and fly <laughs> off of that. And you would be Superman or Batman, whatever day you chose. And I have agonized over where that went. Like for years, I, I just, know. I wish I could find that. It's just I really know. sad to me that it's gone. Probably but lost it fighting crime somewhere. So <laughs> your love of superheroes, I mean, it just was there, always there, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's an innate thing that you had. And then, of course, the Star Wars. I have to get this in because <laughs> when you were just a little baby, I would say... 10 months I can picture you you were in your jammies and daddy and I were in the valley probably staying with Uncle Gary and we were driving around and we drove into the parking lot of a mall, a mall parking lot and by the theater and we noticed that at the theater they were sh showing the new Star Wars movie the first one and only and we said should we go we were dying to see it and we said but with the baby and we said, well, he's asleep, you know, he might do okay, and so we went, and we took you in, and you slept until the bar scene in the Star Wars uh -huh. movie, and you woke up in the bar scene, and I thought, oh, this is going to scare him, and I kind of put my hands over your ears, and you just sat up, and were glued to that, <laughs> to that movie, <laughs> a 10-month-old baby, I, in his jammies, and never made a peep and just loved that Star Wars movie so there you go from the get go <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's pretty fun um, well I mean, has the other sister arrived yet we heard from her the other sister hasn't arrived yet oh, I, mom I, I really appreciate you oh, sitting down and talking it's my and, pleasure and doing this this I hope that we get a lot of these done. That's why I've got like portable stuff set up now. And I there you just go. I love all these stories. Like I, w I wish we, I, w I would like to have uh, a, a sit down with you and talk about like stories from Nana and Papa and, and get some of those down and recorded because you have such great stories and memories of them. And I just, I think it's great. And I want to hear more about you and dad in those six years before you had kids. Well, Four years? For about four. four? Well, it ended up being five. About five years? Uh, five years, I believe, till we adopted you. But 
because you guys moved and you went you lived in Oregon and we like did we moved in, lived in Oregon and in you uh, Albuquerque and just all of our, and just traveling all around of our living different places had, you know I want to hear those stories yeah and we didn't and so it was it was different you know it was <laughs> it was fun in a lot of ways but we really wanted children you know and what was wrong with we you? felt like something was <laughs> something was missing so well, now you got four special kids. Four special children, <laughs> and we, it was a, a roller coaster ride that I wouldn't trade for anything. I love you, mom. I love you, son. I'm glad that we're recording here on Dad's birthday, and it'll be a great little memory for us to have. Yes, it will. I'll send you a copy, okay. or I'll teach you how to download it on your iPhone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. This has been uh, Mitch Proctor and his mom. Uh, family from the Red Room. Thank you.